because after recording, I sort of uh, went back home to Scotland and then worked loads in a bar. And then I was like, right, I'm going to come over for three weeks and have an extended period of time just to relax and walk around the city. Is that your main gig, the bar? Yeah, I do. I do. I've been working in the same place in Glasgow, the Hug and Pound. A great little spot. It's a great venue, and it does food, and uh, it's a pub as well. So I was working there loads, sort of between uh, stopping touring the last album and then doing this one. so yeah, I've got like four months off doing that, and hopefully I can go back after. You're attending the bar? Yeah, yeah. It's a great place. It's like, uh, it's really good for musicians in the city. Like, if you want to do anything creative, they let you just go away and do it, and other people cover. So it's a really relaxed, like, makes all the staff happy. Is the goal to make music a full-time thing? Uh, yeah, but I think having done music full-time and didn't, I didn't work another job for like four years yeah. I wouldn't want to go back to that I find it too boring like I know you get busy and like touring and it's tough and tiring but I've started to realize like for your mental health it's much better to like be out and like working and interacting with people I find it a bit isolating if you just stop working so since I've been working a bunch in between tours I'm keeping keep that up what brought you out here initially I know you guys did recording in a couple of places in the states oh well it it seemed like the most exciting option, <laughs> quite simply. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, obviously that's funny for me to hear because it's like, uh, you know. It's- I know, but we hadn't we hadn't done one here before. Yeah. And it was kind of after, like, it really was a period of, like, us going, like, shit, it might not happen again for us. That you might not record another yeah. record? Yeah. And honestly, that was, like, that was what, once it got to a point where we were, like, like we knew what the plan was, what we were doing. Yeah. It was the four of us in our room playing these parts, and we had to finish the song as the four of us. And we couldn't, didn't rely, like weren't thinking like we'll do that in the studio or we could do this sound or this. Like there's no backing tracks really. It's just like the four of us. And once we hit that, it was like uh, full steam ahead, and uh, and getting ready to record. And it was just like just choose the most exciting thing. So it it was great. We spoke to John. He was really cool. Uh, he was sort of liking what we were saying and we liked what he was saying and then uh, he suggested the two studios. And it was just like, that sounds great. The plan was to go over, do some in Philly and then have like a week break. We did six shows in a row and then we went to upstate New York to the Nationals place uh, that they recorded their last album at. And it's just like a really nice, quiet place. It was great. So we, we split up recording and it was just, it was the most exciting option. And I think in the, like, in the end, that was what we just went with. It's like, let's go back to America. How much does the setting actually influence the music making process? It's hard to, it's really hard to say. I mean, I have to imagine just the Hudson Valley versus Philadelphia, obviously. I mean, they're both, you know, within proximity of each other, but yeah. very different places. Yeah. Well, the good, the good thing about the one in Philly, it was like in a re- residential area. Mm. So we went out for dinner, you know, just and had it, a nice quiet dinner. Saw other people. Yeah. Uh, Whereas when we were upstate, it was a bit more like we just sort of stay in the whole time. I think mm-hmm. I only left a couple of times, maybe once or something in like three weeks. Uh, so that, yeah, that is different, like making food in the house and all sort of just staying there the whole time it is different vibes. But as far as like recording went, I don't know, uh, if it affected us, but we'd sort of written everything before we got 
out there so it wasn't like we were like jamming and yeah. finding new grooves it was like we just know what we're doing we've got like five weeks to get it done there's something romantic though in the idea of sort of going out into the woods you know i'm thinking about like the band and bob dylan or something you yeah. know like really sort of like secluding yourself yeah absolutely and uh and I, I do like that way of working i like that way we demoed quite a few times uh during the four years and we always went to this like uh, remote cottage that was next to like a, a lake and it was great just to go away for four or five <laughs> days and like do that I think we did our second record in Iceland and I think we did maybe three full weeks, like like 14, 15 hour days and I was there a lot and it was like just it's too much. Is it a positive though that you just, I mean, in a sense you can't really escape the music? Uh, it is. I like, I like how that's all you're doing. Yeah. And aside from having your lunch and your dinner, that's all you think about really. There's so many distractions <laughs> in life in general. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to sort of yeah. shop. Yeah. And if uh, if you're not away or you're not secluded, then people can, you know, I've got a family dinner tonight, or you know, like there's always yeah. something that could uh, you could get away. This sense that you might not ever make another record again is that something that sort of dawns on you after every album, or is that specific to this no, one? No, that was specific to this one. I think the last we had a three record album deal with Fat Cat, so it was always just like, right, we're going to do the next one. It was just a given up till that point. Yeah, and I think I think I definitely. Um, I don't know about the other guys, but maybe I've, I got a bit complacent about mm. what we were doing and really just being like, oh, this is just what we're doing. You, like It felt like a job. Yeah, and it was like, oh, the, the first album did okay, so let's just, just keep doing that and not <laughs> thinking too much. And then it's just like with this one, with everything sort of changing after like that record deal ending and um, just a few things sort of behind the scenes changed and it was just like, like this is a point to sort of reflect and, and uh, just definitely more appreciative of these uh, chances now. You sit down with the band and you basically have that conversation. It's almost, almost like a relationship conversation. Of like, we, we seem to have the conversation where we all reach the conclusion like separately yeah. and then someone says it and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about that. The conclusion that it might not continue? Yeah, yeah and, that, and that everyone does want it to continue. Yeah. Uh, that all seems to happen at yeah. the same time for the four of us. So it's, it's good that we never really have like three people thinking one thing and someone like thinking the other. It's just kind of, it just, often the conversations start like halfway through, like the whole thought process and then... You just agree at the end. It's like, yeah. It's been the four of you since the beginning. Yeah, there was a there was someone on the last record. Uh, we had a fifth guy, uh, a friend from home. But um, we sort of went back to the the fourth one for this. Is there a sense though that if you know maybe one of those pieces does leave, that you won't be able to carry on in this formation? Yeah, I think we are we're all aware of that. Yeah. It's like if one person stops doing it, then I really think it's not the same band anymore because we all have play a huge part in writing music. It would be weird and the whole like band dynamics, it's been like fifteen years yeah. of hanging out. Like we know what's happening and if to lose someone and introduce someone else, I just think it would be weird. we like I think we have to spoke about it. if someone left then we'd just stop because it's just like oh, well, that's that. <laughs> it really is like a relationship, you know, you get to a certain point after a few years where you have to sort of figure out how to I mean you're in a new relationship so it's a little little bit different, but where you have to figure out how to like inject something yeah. exciting into it. Yeah. For us that was just a be like right fuck everything yeah. it's the four of us we have to like prove our worth and prove huh. that we're a good band and just write songs that are like completely us and that was a huge turning point you felt like the last couple of records wasn't necessarily you it, writing it was, that way yeah and it was last minute and i was doing writing lyrics like 
at the studio when like I was recording the next day so like even just feeling out the words I had like the melodies but even just like that it takes a while for that to bed in and to sound like natural so I think the last couple maybe just weren't prepared enough but with this one the 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 idea was always just to take time and uh, and when we had this stuff ready to record, we'd do it. So it was really liberating, like, mm. and that gave us a, a big injection of energy. It was like, right, this is what we're doing. And we had to just be like, we are, like, Tunnel Vision, yeah. we are going to do an album, and we're going to tour again. It's liberating, but it's also there's also a lot of pressure there of, like, every single thing we need, we do needs to mean something to yeah. us. Yeah, and I think that's maybe what we lacked for uh, the last couple albums, or, or, like, at any point during our career. And I think you need to, you need that. It's a hard line to walk. Maybe there's something to be said for just sort of writing something on the fly, that sort of external pressure. I mean, if that doesn't exist, you can spend forever working yeah. on something. Yeah, but it was it was clear when these songs were done. Yeah. It was like once we had like nine or ten, it was like, okay, let's get the wheels in motion to book stuff. So it really was only when we were ready. So when you look back on those records in the interim, I mean, surely you must feel proud of, of some of the stuff that's on it, but do you feel like they're not necessarily up to the standard of maybe the first record or the new record? Yeah, I mean, I've, I kind of feel with all of them that they're they're not that great. Um, but it's, di- and it's really different with this one because I really like it. Did you have that feeling after they were done? Um, I mean, obviously things change it's hard time. To, you just sort of convince yourself that it's good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this feels different somehow. This does feel different. And yeah, it does feel different and feel totally positive about it. I think we've absolutely captured what we intended and I don't think we've ever done that before. Yeah. I don't know whether we've just got lucky, but it's just, it's come out the way that we wanted it to and the way it sounds and the way it feels and the way we've presented it, I feel is, is exactly what we were wanting. How long was the songwriting process from beginning to end? Like... F- Four years. Four years. There was so it was really since the last record. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe three years, three and a half years. But it was sort of a couple of songs came along, and then there was a bunch of ones that we tried something else, and then that didn't really stick. And then it was like it was maybe like two and a half, three years before we were like we found our groove and knew what we were doing. And then since then, it's been like every song that we've written we've kept whereas beforehand we scrapped like yeah. maybe 10 so it was like it was just like oh we've hit on what what we're meant to be doing and then it's just like everyone knew that we just really had to consider everyone's parts we wanted it, everything to be like working with each other so yeah we, we really thought about this one and i think we communicated with each other far better on this one there was a lot more talking about it and like what are you doing with this or like i think sometimes the the nature of our rehearsals and the way we write it's like we were in a a a room and we've got like we're around in a circle and we've got amps pointing in and it's all blasting and like sometimes you're just trying to play as loud as you can so you can hear yourself <laughs> you're trying to top it's, the other person yeah, it's an absolute yeah. racket so that's the way we've always kind of written we just didn't worry about the songs we would just like play them together like for like 30 minutes an hour and then just go like well, what was good about that like when you did that yeah. and, and that sort of thing so it was uh yeah it felt like a grown-up way of doing it i've talked to a lot of bands and there's a consensus with most of them that to a certain degree a band sort of has to be a little bit dictatorial that you know one person really needs to take charge of things i mean obviously in an ideal situation you want to be fully democratic but at the end of the day one person needs to sort of yeah captain the ship yeah yeah i don't feel like that about our bands mm. um especially i think since it was it sort of like we kind of developed this like the whole world was against us attitude and we're like we're just gonna like fuck it we're gonna do it for ourselves and like and it's ended up being like we're all uh we all do stuff i yeah. used to be a bit bossy maybe or like i'd throw a huff if the drummer couldn't practice i'd be annoyed on but now like if there's a decision we need to make i just ask the drummer like what do you think and you'll say something like yeah 
Sounds like a good good response. <laughs> and then, uh, so it's really it's really easy. Does that feeling though that the world is against you? Does that like go away? Your first album did really well. We've always we've always liked that. <laughs> And Even like, when people are like noticing you and, yeah, and yeah. loving the band, you still yeah, have that feeling. Yeah, yeah, I love that feeling. I love being like just going on and like just trying to yeah, angry, just like flash through your set. Uh, we love playing live like that. Like you're uh, wanting to impress, but you don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, halfway in between, you're just trying to sort of please yourself and each yeah, other yeah. at the end of the day. What were those new things that you were trying in the meantime? You said you tried something new with the new songs. Yeah, it was like. Uh, Strange. It was like strange, strange. Uh, you just wanted to like fuck it up a little bit. Well, we kind of by fucking up, we tried to go like really simple and like yeah. have structured songs and you know not really let it flow and think about try to write riffs and melodies and words that I thought would maybe sell records. You were thinking about what would be successful. Yeah, yeah. which which we never had never done before, and I think we were like kind of thought that's what you're meant to do after like a certain amount of time touring and recording like you need to try and like um push yourself to the next level which of yeah. course is you know you, if you can do it great good on you but it just sounded horrible for us how long have you guys been together for like 14 15 years that's right at the point i mean granted you guys were in high school when you started but 15 years is right around the point you mean 10 to 15 years where people sort of start taking a look at themselves and if they don't feel like they're getting to that next level sort of questioning whether yeah. it makes sense to go forward yeah, so that's exactly what we yeah. went through. Yeah, seems to be what happens. I wish we spoke to more bands <laughs> a few years older than us. But are you able to look at what you've achieved and, and be happy with that level of success? Uh, I mean, obviously not, everyone not, wants to, to yeah, be there. I'm not unhappy about it, but I don't think... We, we've been successful in terms of how much we've enjoyed it and how nice the people are that come and see us and travel and chat to us. It's, it's Great. We aren't at the level that I would, I would like to be playing bigger shows yeah. and to more people and to be doing it, like, writing music more. So you just kind of, there's always the next level, whatever happens, and you're always just straining for the next the next thing. It's easy to get complacent and, and take things for granted, but I suspect, especially when you spend, like, four, I mean, it wasn't four years away from it because you were still yeah. touring, but there was a decent-sized gap in between. You do start to miss it. Yeah, that exactly. It was... Uh, like two years, we'd done a, a small tour in the UK of like six, seven shows in the same in the States, but it'd been like two years since we'd done a, a big run and we were all sort of working like, uh, other jobs and it's just like playing our basement for so long, writing songs and it's just like, it has been really exciting, the build-up of getting everything together because it's not like we have a huge team around us, we're like directly involved with everything, so it's like... Um, we need a few select number of people to work really hard for yeah. us. So it's exciting for them as well because like our management and my mum does all our, she's our business manager. So it's just like she's getting everything together, like tour accounts, speaking to our accountant over here. And it's just like, it's exciting for everyone to like see this thing that we've created together and it's going out and we're getting to tour. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. So she's supportive of what you do absolutely yeah yeah all our parents come to like gigs all over wherever we play and they've all been super supportive and they're all pals as well you started at a battle of the bands in high school yeah well um yeah that was the first time yeah. the drummer darren bassist sean and me 
and I played together. And Mike joined the band on that day, but like obviously hadn't rehearsed with us. And then we did our first full gig in like April 2004 or something like that. So when does it transition from being like a fun thing at a talent show to actually being a, a, a real thing? It was just very gradual. You just play any gig that you can and then you realise you should just do select ones. And then you try and play further afield and if you get lucky you get a, a good label like Fat Cat and... It was weird when we signed to them, I like didn't even really think about what would happen after we recorded the album. And then just like getting emails, like, oh, you're going to go on a six-week tour. And it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> I guess I'll do this for a while. And it's just been going, going ever since. From the outside, at least, Scotland seems like a good place to start a band. Everybody seems really supportive of one another over there. I mean, everyone's touring with each other, obviously. Like yep. Fat Cat is very yep. friendly with all the bands there. So yeah, and there's a whole, a whole new generation of musicians yeah. now that are, are doing the same and are super supportive of each other. And yeah, everyone, a lot of people have like the similar influences because there's not like a ton of bands and it's not a huge area. So yeah, it's all quite close. Especially that first record, I think you were getting a lot of comparisons to like Frightened Rabbit, for, for instance. Did you feel like... You were kind of in in the shadow of these fellow bands. Yeah, I mean, it was that always annoyed us a bit at the yeah. time. Obviously, there are much worse things to be compared to. Yeah, and we were just too close to it, and like, yeah. no, we're way different. But like, of course, we're similar. We like, I idolized them. I yeah, they were, like they're unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely accept that. And it was it, it was at times annoying if it was like that was all you got compared to. Like you soon to realize that it's not a big deal. Is that one of the things though that drives you to to try something new to kind of get out from under that shadow? It's, it's just boredom. It's just not wanting to do yeah. the same the same thing. It's not really like that's not really a deciding factor of where we want to go. We're not that shallow about it. <laughs> when you look at the songs on the new record, how do they feel different to you? They feel much more organic, yeah. and they feel um, they feel like we've played them a lot, and we completely understand it. I always like when you're recording, and if a producer asks you why something is like how it is, like if something's weird or something doesn't make sense, they ask you, and you sort of you know that you've done your your homework if you know exactly why this thing is like it is. If this guitar part is yeah. doing this thing because you've already been through it and, and discussed it. Organics are an interesting word because you want things to feel like they just flow and maybe at a certain point if you're able to dissect it like that, I mean, maybe yeah. it loses a little bit of the spark. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like sort of analytically you can look and, and explain why everything is the yeah. way it is on the record? Yeah, yeah, and I just think it's like a, it's a considered record. I think we've really yeah. thought about it and uh, yeah, just really, really proud of it. So you're going on tour? I leave uh, tomorrow to yeah. go to Portland, Maine and then the shows the next day first shows on wednesday you're basically conquering the the u.s for the next two Abs months absolutely yeah. conquering yeah right now i mean you're kind of in the in the resting stage but how do you, how do you ramp up or something like that just make sure you have all your own stuff <laughs> meaning sure you have your pedals okay. you have your capos you have your in all the gear yeah because you don't want to be the person that forgets something and you got to drive to guitar center on the yeah. first day everyone hates that guy so uh, just get yourself prepared. I don't really do anything to prepare my voice or get ready for tour. Just make sure I've got enough clean clothes to last a few weeks. But you're already lamenting the last day of the tour that you have to wake up the next morning. So you're, you're, you're already thinking pretty far ahead. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the tour, how wrecked are you? Exhausted, but you don't really realize until a few days after yeah. you're home. You don't really realize when you're, you're out there. Because um, it's just the same, yeah. It's just the same every day, and it's the yeah. same routine, and you just get through it, and uh, you power on, and then you get drunk if you want to get drunk, or you stay sober if you want to get sober. You just like get through it, and then you're always like, once you get home and you relax for a couple of days, you're like, fucking hell. Do you have to decide at the beginning of the tour whether it's going to be a, a drunk tour or a sober tour? Sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah. 
I've asked for less less bourbon this time. Is that just a personal choice, or how does that? How do you decide? I don't know. There's no great meeting. It's usually just personal if you want yeah, to like, go mean, for like, it or not. How does drinking impact the shows? Uh, I stopped drinking before shows mm. just to really pay most respect to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes, like if you've got a really nice bourbon and you just like start drinking like ten minutes ten yeah. minutes earlier than you did the day before, and yeah. before you know it, you're just like a bit bored. So it's like, oh, it's three o'clock. I'll have a nice icy bourbon so you just kind of I, I just stopped drinking before shows just so i would like can play the best i can i talked to a lot of artists who especially early on who kind of need that as a little bit of extra like courage to, yeah. to loosen up and get out on stage oh we've uh, never needed that just like love playing there you go that was adam thompson of we were promised jetpacks their new record the more i sleep the less i dream is out now on big scary monsters thanks so much to him for taking time to do that thanks to caroline for helping set up that conversation thanks to you guys as always for listening to the program if you like the show there are a number of ways to support us you can rate and review us on itunes google podcasts spotify wherever you happen to get your podcasts like us on facebook follow us on tumblr that's rylcast.tumblr.com that is the first and best place to get all your riyl related information and uh, that's about all we got for this week so uh thanks for listening i hope you all had some uh, happy holidays and stick around because we're going to be back in a few days with another episode of RIYL. Mm-hmm.